Hello and welcome to the AA Ireland podcast. This week we have a very special episode. We're going to be talking about energy. We're going to be talking about solar panels. And Blake has done a really in-depth interview with a company called Midsummer. Now, Blake, as ever, joins us. Blake, uh, what is the, the crux of this interview? What's it about? It's about solar panels, really. As you know, Paddy, we're as well as doing cars, which we're famous for. We're, we're involved in home and travel insurance. And we just wanted to look into solar panels because the price of energy at the moment, I mean, people are just looking at their bills going, what is going on here? It's just gone through the roof. And one of the ways people fight this is solar panels create your own electricity. And we wanted to know a lot more about that. I've noticed my own electricity bill really jump. Over the last couple of months, I got a thousand euro electricity bill. Now I've been charging a lot of EVs. And that has not helped. So if you're at home charging in BMW i7 um, and the likes. But yeah, 1,000 euro for two months. So anything like this, I'd be really paying attention to. Yeah, and it was quite interesting because if you talk to people in general, I, I myself, you know, up until quite recently, I didn't have a clue what a solar panel was. It's witchcraft up on the roof. I don't know what it is, you know. So it was good mm-hmm. to get a bit more information about that. So the thing to do, Paddy, was just to go out to a company such as Midsummer. They're one of the leading suppliers in Ireland to the industry of solar panels, EV chargers and things like that. So people that really know what they're talking about. And we interviewed the person who runs Midsummer's Ireland branch and also head of marketing, Katie, for the company. So we'll just uh, get straight into it as they give us a little bit of background about themselves and how they got to be in the industry. In the event that your car requires mechanical assistance, the AA offers our customers the ability to log a breakdown in our app. Log a rescue in the app within minutes and have an AA patrol at the scene to assist you in approximately 90 minutes. Browse the AA app today to obtain great discounts from our partners, which includes perks like discounted fuel at selected Circle K garages across the country. Uh, Paul and Katie, thank you very, very much for joining us today. Firstly, could we just get a, a quick intro into uh, your your backgrounds? Yeah, I mean, my background was electrical wholesale for 20 years, and then I got into the green side of renewables about sort of 12 years ago, um, and midsummer three years ago. So I was sort of around in the, the boom days in the UK when the fit tariffs were coming and going. And yeah, I moved over here, yeah, three years ago nearly sort of take on the, the next wave in Ireland. Excellent. Which is just getting started. Good timing with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and what about yourself, Katie? Um, so I'm far more recent to the industry. Um, I was I was on a career break for years raising children. And um, then when uh, I did a, a degree in environmental studies and I kind of knew I wanted to work something in the renewable sector and get into that. Um, so then I found Midsummer and Paul hired me on yeah exactly and um yeah made me what i am today really um no it's been a really um it's constantly learning and it's been a really fun learning curve so yeah i think i'm a proper solar nerd now and still still learning a lot but really enjoying it and yeah it's a very interesting industry to be part of seems like there's a huge amount to learn and we're going to do a little bit of that today we're going to talk a little bit about the products um, how you fit them the grants and stuff like that but let's just take a step back the the reason that we're, we're here here today one of them is just to uh, to help you in a way celebrate moving into the new premises which is we are where we are today so just give us the, the quick background as to who midsummer are and kind of how it's led to you being here today in this this new premises mm-hmm. Um, so Midsummer started what in 2005 in Cambridge yeah, I think yep. um, so Andy uh, started it on his canal boat I believe and um, 
uh, from there kind of uh, went mostly into off-grid and then they sort of expanded into more on-grid things um, and you know they've just, it's just grown and grown yeah from strength there. to I mean, strength ever since really and then um, yeah I think what 2019 they, yeah, they decided they to open, open up the Norwich subsidiary 2019 just before Covid mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. brilliant timing um, I took over in 2020 and we've gone from like a team of three people mm -hmm. in a 4,000 square foot warehouse to a team of 10 still short staffed to a sort of a 20,000 plus square foot warehouse inside three years, um, mm -hmm. which is, it's been a great team effort. It's yeah, it's, uh, there's been like a huge increase. I think when I first started, you know, the first few months was sort of, you know, reaching out to people and calling out and things like that. And then I got to a point where every time you hang up the phone, it was ringing again and there just wasn't enough <laughs> people <laughs> yeah. to actually answer all the phones. Um, you know, it just, it seemed like it really just took off so quickly. So yeah, it's been um, been a really exciting sort of solar coaster journey with Midsummer. <laughs> Great to see that that progress. And we'll touch on that later on in the podcast as well about the, the national, move towards solar and what it means but let's just for a moment because I know some people listening to this are going to be thinking this and and I certainly at one stage was what is a solar panel can we just go back to basics and let's go really really basic here for a while figure what is a solar panel it's just a big bit of silicon stuck on your roof um, and all it does is it converts the UV rays that hit it to electricity to DC current um, in the most basic form Okay, yeah. and are there different types of solar panels? Because I know when I look at roofs, sometimes I see these, they're almost like huge big black panels, and then there's ones that are look like tubes, you know, are they all the same? What's the difference? Yeah, I mean, solar PV, which is photovoltaic, has really sort of changed over the years from a polysilicon, which is like the blue ones you might see, more to the mono, which is like the black ones you see. Um, and then you've got the, the tubes that you see, they're photo, uh, solar thermal. So what they do is they just take the heat from the sun to heat the water um, and give you hot water in your house. So there's nothing electricity sort of generated from them. And then your, your PV panels, they just take the UV from the sun and convert that to electricity. So that's the main difference. Okay, and so tell us a little bit then about how is this electricity that's, uh, that's produced and the solar panels used? Does it go straight to your kettle? Does it go to a battery? You know, how does that system work and integrate within your house? A bit of both. So you've got your DC comes down off your roof and then that comes into an inverter, and at that point it converts it from DC to AC. Um, now it's either going to go, if there's an excess, it'll either go to the grid, or into a battery, if you've got a battery, or if you've got a load in the house, it goes to the house. So if you're boiling the kettle or got lights on, it goes there. And then any excess goes, yeah, to a battery or grid. Okay. And are there other applications as well in terms of, um, you know, cars or hot water in your tank? Or how, how does this... Yeah, work? there's loads. Um, so you can divert it pretty much anywhere with technology these days. It can even go to things like smart appliances. Um, so you can buy energy diverters, which will send it to your hot water, which is what we normally advise people to do before a battery. Um, get, get as much use in, in your hot water, free of charge first. And then, yeah, as, as the technology evolves you can have things going to smart fridges smart washing machines and all sorts it's brilliant the way it's going it's fascinating and yeah constant learning curve okay and here's another thing that that's quite abstract to people to say i'm producing power on my roof and it's it's going into my house to power my appliances but a lot of people i don't think have any sort of conception as to how much is being produced or how much i'm using can you uh, just help us understand that a little bit and then maybe it's a how long is a piece of string answer but say, yeah, it is. A start. it's kind of hard um 
a four kilowatt system will produce about four kilowatts in that hour um, if it's on a perfect day, perfect conditions. Um, but it's, it rarely is, and you'd need a perfectly south-facing roof. Um, there's lots of projection you can put into online tools and things, um, which is probably your best bet to do. We can do projections based on air codes, but there's so many factors with shading, layout positions, pitch of the roof. It's It really is a how long is a piece of string. <laughs> Okay, right. Well, then let's have a look. Are there any particular examples? I'm sure you guys have come across certain installs where someone's put up, a, for example, three, four, five kilowatt system and they manage to power their car off it or their hot water or in summertime they don't pay much for electricity. Have there any examples like that? that yeah, we, we've got around? a few customers that have got sort of six kilowatts on their roof and mostly mostly through summer. They don't have an electricity bill more than 10 euros. Um, it covers a lot of your electricity. Um, as long as you get your usage right, and that's kind of the key thing. I suppose having solar is a bit like when you buy an EV, you change the way you drive. And with solar, you change the way you use electricity. Yeah, you have to change your habits um, a little bit to kind of yeah, make the most so use of it during the day because, you know. Exactly. So your hot water is done during the day rather than night for your PV. You put the tumble dryer on during the day. Um, so various things like that. It's just a change of habits when you've got solar. Okay, and because um, you know, at the AA ourselves, a bit like yourselves, we're kind of involved in home and home insurance is becoming a bigger and bigger thing for us. But uh, cars are predominantly what what the AA has done in the past. So let's look at that as an example. Can you just track how it would work for somebody who has an electric vehicle and they also want to get solar on the roof? Is it as simple as putting a three pin plug in when you know the sun is shining, or how does that whole journey work? That normally works with the charger itself. So the charger, you'll plug the car into the charger and then that will monitor um, the usage in the house. And then when there's an excess of 1.4, it will send it to the car. So the, the parameter is it's got to be a minimum of 1.4 because that's what the car's asking for. The cars basically control the charge. All the charger does is it looks for when the excess is available. And as long as you're in the right mode with that specific charger, it will then send it to the car. Okay, and are we talking about you know enough energy just to drive down to the end of your street, or is this a significant amount of, of energy? It depends on the, the array size, but a minimum of 1.4 kilowatt, um, and then maximum of whatever the car will take, which is normally around 7 kilowatt, which you could potentially do with the right size system, but you're more likely to be putting, sort of drip feeding it around 3 or 4 kilowatt, depending on the load of the house and the size of the PV system. So it is, it is kind of a... A slower charge, um, but if it's plugged in for a day on a weekend, you'll get a fair few miles put into your car for free. That's good Good to hear. And I know one thing that I wanted to move on to at some stage is like a, a myth-busting thing, but we might just move along to the Irish market for a moment and come back to some of the, the conceptions that people have about solar in Ireland and whether it works or not. But um, Katie, maybe I could just ask you a little bit about um, demand for, for solar in Ireland. Obviously, demand is good for your business, mm -hmm. but is it growing? Is it stagnant? You know, what's, what's the market like out there? Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen a huge growth. I mean, even if you just drive around and look at roofs, there's so many naked roofs out there you know there's a huge demand for for it there there's huge potential in the market for it um i think um there i i've sensed a bit of weariness um even with sort of commercial projects and things like that that people were kind of unsure if it was worth the investment um and what i've seen with sort of the energy prices going up that a lot of people are far more interested in okay what can i actually do to get the cheapest energy possible kind of thing. How, how will a solar panel array, you know, benefit me? Um, so yeah, I've seen a definite increase in demand. Um, sales have definitely gone up. Um, 
so yeah, it's there's huge potential and definitely the demand has increased. Okay, uh, it's great, great to see that the demand is increasing. Mm -hmm. But I suppose there's a there's a flow there, isn't there? We also need people to install this. So how you know is the supply supply so large now at the moment that we're struggling to have installers or there's enough product coming into the country what's that like i think uh, last year was a tough year for supply there was a good few supply chain issues you know obviously with the situation in ukraine um you know shipping um there was a lot of of factors um even sort of the remnants of covid in factories yeah like there's been it was kind of one thing after another wasn't it um so yeah it was definitely a difficult year i think most most products i think have eased out now i think everything's somewhat back to normal um so s- supply doesn't really seem to be a problem um as for installers i think there is a bit of there's quite a high demand i think even from some of our customers like oh, if you know anybody you know any sparks around tell them to give me a shout kind of thing um so i think there there are a good few companies that are looking for more even you'll see on linkedin loads of people yeah. looking for electricians and and workers um so i think that is a bit of a part of it i know they're all kind of flat out at the minute. Yeah, it's definitely a trade shortage. Um, roofers, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Massive shortage of roofers. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably going to be the next stumbling block is the lack of qualified trade people mm-hmm. to actually carry the installs out. Okay, because we're seeing something similar in the, the car industry as well. We obviously speak about electric vehicles a lot. And it's a case of if everybody in the country wanted to switch over to an electric vehicle, there simply aren't enough there. And it sounds like it's something similar with, with solar, that if everybody decided tomorrow to, to go solar on the roof, it's not going to happen because we don't have enough stallers. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's kind of one of the problems at the moment is it's, it's certainly outstripping the amount of installs we've got available. Mm-hmm. Is the demand. So are there any kind of rough figures, you know, people are going to be asking, well, how much does this cost? Is there any way to to go about thinking about how much a solar system would cost? Yeah, so we can give a a rough guide. Um, Because we we just supply it to the trade. Um, But just from feedback we get from sort of installers, an installation can be anywhere between 10 and 20,000 euros um, before the grant, Um, depending on the size of the system, the spec of the system. Um, so yeah, with, with the grant, probably starting from around six thousand euros, um, right up to anywhere sort of sixteen to twenty thousand. Okay, it's kind of a rough guide. And roughly, what would that you know that the cheaper end of it? What would that get you in terms of the cheaper end? You could still probably get a, a four kilowatt system without a battery, mm-hmm. um, just a, a basic converter, maybe an engine diverter. Um, I don't want to stitch up the installers too much, but yeah, you'd, you'd get a. Mm-hmm. a a, a well-functioning system for that, as long as the design's right. I've always said if someone's had a well-designed solar system put on their roof, they'll be happy with it. Okay, and then you touched on grants just there. You mentioned those. Now, I know there's been a, a couple of big announcements recently recently about grants shifting. So what, what is the situation with, with grants? Are, is there, are there a significant amount of money available for, to people? Yeah, there's the VAT that's just been dropped off panels, um, which on average will save about €1,000 per install. And then there's a 2,400 euro grant, um, which you can get on top of that. So it's quite a significant grant, actually. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a lot, a lot of money. It really helps uh, ease that burden of the upfront cost. Then it does, yeah. And with EV charges as well, there's what a 600 euro grant, I think, um, yeah. for each individual charger. Okay, 
And tell me a little bit more about the, the, the grant. So this is obviously a part of the government's intentions just to reduce the, the, the carbon footprint overall of, of both individuals and the country. Um, and do you see that advancing any more or are, are they doing enough or the right things to get people encouraged to, to put in solar? Yeah, I think they are. Um, I, I think the grant is good. It, it raises awareness. Um, whether it will still be needed in two or three years' time, I don't know. Um, when you look at other models around Europe, the UK, where there's no grants at all, it's busier than ever. So grants are a great introduction to get people more interested in asking the right questions. But as electricity costs rise and awareness comes, possible for you to answer it. How long is the payback? Well, again, it, it, it does come down to the system that you're installing and. I suppose how much, end, yeah, I what sort of use you're going to get out of it. It's a bit of a, yeah, how long is the piece um, the of string question again. Um, you know, it's down to individual habits and, you know, say whether you get um, a battery installed or, you know, um, and how, what size of the battery. Um, but I think generally, you know, I think, Paul, you were saying it can be as low as three years for, say, like a large commercial install. Yeah. But, you know, for a residential, you could be looking from anywhere to 6, 10, 12 years, sort of depending what, you know, the initial investment was and how the how the system is being used, I suppose. That is an incredibly low amount, three years potentially, or even five or six years for domestic. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the, we've seen some commercial rates coming back at around three and a half year payback, mm-hmm. for, just from feedback from installers, um, which, yeah, for a commercial, it's an absolute no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, domestic, anywhere between, like Katie said, between four and ten depending on battery, size of system, self-consumption. Okay, and on that as well, because we were talking about installers earlier on and you're speaking to them a lot, what sort of lead times are we looking at for systems now? Is this a case of people will get somebody out of their house next week or what's it like? It's hard to tell from sort of an installer point of view. I mean, for us, you know, we've got really good stock and, you know, we're happy to supply everything um, as needed. Um yeah, in regards to, it's more, yeah, I think I'd say that's more a question for installers. I'm not sure actually how long it would take them to, no, to I mean, get back to Just chatting to installers, I'd say it's probably around four to six week lead time. Mm. Okay, we're not talking about six months here anyway. It's depending on the installer, no, it's the biggest hitch is getting roofers in. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'd say, I wouldn't say six months now, probably four to six weeks. Okay, and let's move on now to people who are listening to this they might be going oh, yep I'm convinced I love the idea of solar what should people be thinking about you know if I'm just sitting at home going wonder oh will, will solar work for me it's not obviously not going to work for everybody if you're a middle floor of an apartment you're, you're kind of out in, in largely anyway so what what do people need to think about what are the steps that they would go through if they're, they're considering getting solar they need to get in someone that they they sort of a, a tradesman they can trust who knows what they're talking about and can talk them through the steps talking through the products that they're, they're recommending and why they're recommending those products. So it's just finding those installers that really know th- what they're installing. Because mm-hmm. um, you find that sort of the most reliable and the guys that are always busy are the ones that stick to certain products and they know that product inside out. So it's just getting a good feel for the guy sat in your front room giving you a quote and making sure he's telling you sort of relevant information about payback, why he's picked the pounds he's picked why he's chosen that inverter and just justifying why he's picked those over potentially something cheaper. Okay, and what sort of considerations then is the, the installer who might come in, are they going to look at which way your roof is facing? Is it flat? Is it pitched? Uh, what kind of things is the installer looking for when they come to the house? Yeah, orientation of the building, um, the pitch, the type of roof it is. Any um, shading, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, of- potential blockages, 
um, any external factors, trees, cables, um, access is a big one for them, make sure they can get the scaffold up safely. Um, so yeah, they'll be looking at everything, even inside the house where the, where the consumer unit is for cable runs, making sure that stays neat, um, loft spaces, making sure they can access them if they need to, to run cables through. So yeah, there's a lot for them to be sort of looking at um, before they actually start the install to make sure that it's suitable. Okay, and is it a case of just get the biggest possible solar array on the roof or how do people start to get a picture for how much they need? Obviously, if you have an electric car, you might have a higher demand or what sort of, uh, you, you know, how do you come to determine how much solar I need on my roof? I always say get as much as you can um, because it's you're always going to need a bit more energy. Um, energy consumption is always going up. So, yeah, the way inverters work now, you can have nine kilowatts of solar on a, a six kilowatt inverter, or soon it'll be eight and five. Um, and then excess produced used to be clipped, but now you can get systems where it'll put excess into the battery. So you can still have more than sort of the allowed limit, as long as the AC isn't gonna be over 25 amps. So you can have a lot more DC on the roof and then get that converted into, into your batteries. Or even in winter months, it's going to improve your yield through winter months more than it is during the summer. So all year round, the more PV you've got, the better performing system you'll have on average. Okay. And one thing you've mentioned a few times is the idea of excess, that your solar panels might be producing too much. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I myself, I think if I had solar panels on the roof and there was an excess, I'm just going back into the grid. I feel like I'm giving that away for free. I think that might bother me a little bit. So is there no way to get paid for that excess that you don't produce? Yeah, you can get paid for that now. And there's some fairly good rates as well that I've seen, um, sort of 13 cent a watt plus. So mm-hmm. you, do, you can get paid for that as long as it's been installed correctly, um, smart metering. So you need to be DSB about your meter as well. Um, but yeah, you can get paid for export as well, which just makes that payback even less now. I know that some people listening to this are, are, are going to have some concerns about solar panels, how they work, w- will they work indeed? So let's just talk about some of those, well, I, you know, you might tell me that they're myths, but concerns that people might have. And one is that Ireland, look out your window, it's always raining and it's cloudy and it's miserable. Solar doesn't work here. Is that right? Rain keeps them clean. Um, you need rain. Yeah. Um, and solar panels actually work better when they're cooler. Um, if you have a really, really hot solar panel, it's not as efficient. So yeah, Ireland is, a, is an ideal temperature for them. Uh, it's, it's not as dull as people claim. <laughs> I live here. Um, so no, Ireland is a really, it's a superb environment for, for PV. And so. even, sorry, even like on a cloudy day, you're yeah. going to get the UV rays coming through the clouds. You know, it's not as if it's no light. You know, you still will be producing something even on a cloudy day with, with a solar array. Another concern that people have is that uh, obviously in the manufacturing it's going to take a certain amount of energy and I've heard some people saying that you, you know the, the amount of energy that it takes to produce them is it'll take a very long time for it to be offset. Is, is that a factor at all and if so how much do you think? It's a really hard one. Um, we've spoken to a few manufacturers around this and the supply chains for solar panels with the silicon so hard to trace it's difficult to put an exact date on payback but the, the manufacturing is far more efficient. The move to M10 wafers, which is larger wafers, is less wastage. And speaking to most manufacturers, they seem to think an average payback is five to seven years from the guys I've spoken to on a solar panel. Um, but it is, it's really hard to put a, an exact number on that, purely because of the way they're made and where they come from. 
Okay, and if we say, let's say we just we accept it's five, six, seven years, um, if the lifetime of the product is only five or six years, then then that doesn't recoup it. So how long will these the panels last? Most modules come with a warranty of just 25 years performance, um, and that's just a warranty. Um, there's some panels out there now with a 40-year product warranty, but yeah, 40, 50 years, you still have modules producing electricity. Okay, so it's fair to say that they will quite easily recoup that, that carbon so. emissions mm-hmm. over their, their lifetime. Comfortably, yeah, and the recycling aspect is getting a lot better as well. There's one company we're dealing with that's got patents on recycling um, modules, and they can recycle like 90% of the module now. Mm-hmm. And what about the, the picture of, of the roof and, and where it's facing? Because obviously south facing is what I've heard is, is the best for it. So is it a case that they simply just won't work if you don't have a, a south facing roof? No, south facing is good. Um, the downside of the south facing is you get a massive excess in the afternoon. Um, sometimes east west can actually be a better option for people because um, you don't have a huge excess. You get an earlier start and a later finish and kind of a smoother generation curve. So sometimes east-west can actually be a preferred uh, system depending on your energy usage. Especially for a lot of commercial installs, I yeah. find they'll go with an east-west system because you have that more consistent energy being produced throughout the day rather than the sharp peak sort of midday. Okay, and for anybody who's listening in now, all three of us here are using our hands yeah, to charge sorry. something that's like <laughs> a bell curve. So mm-hmm. the idea behind this then is that it, because it's east-facing that it catches the sun earlier, is mm-hmm. that it? That's right, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then because when the sun is at its height in the afternoon, you don't get that huge bell curve because your panels are facing slightly east and west. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. And there's a certain amount of energy that will cause the inverter to kick in, right? Yeah. So it'll kick in your electricity production earlier in the day and keep it going till later in the evening as well. Excellent. And are there any other myths or concerns that, that get presented to you guys that you, you know, you think that's just not true, that's not the case, or I wish people knew that. <laughs> Moon panels, um, they don't exist. <laughs> that's, Is that that's a thing? It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's an April no. Fool thing every year, and I still get asked now if oh, you can really? get moon panels. Yeah, so they're not a thing. Okay. Um, and the, the design is crucial with, with systems, um, and the way shading affects modules can be quite severe. I quite often drive past a house and they butted a module right up to a chimney, which is shading three or four of that string, and it drives me insane. So sometimes less is more. Um, it's not the size, it's what you do with your PV array. <laughs> Very good. That, and that's just a great way to start, to start wrapping up. Um, but then lastly, before we leave, just tell us a little bit about how you see the, the, the future for, for solar PV going, I mean, specifically in Ireland, but in general, are there products that we're all about to see very soon or where do you see the market going? Just a little kind of a, a look to the future from, from both of you, maybe. It's going to grow. I think it was less than 1% or 2% of roofs in Ireland have got solar on. So it's only just getting started. Um, with the way batteries are coming, they'll be used for grid balancing. And um, with cars coming on with vehicle to home, again, in the next few years, that will be coming on board. Virtual power plants, it's really exciting. Just mm-hmm. the way people buy their energy will change. And a lot of that will be down to the way solar works. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a great industry and you, you can't sit still. It's constantly evolving. Yeah, and it's very interesting. Um, we find a lot of um, end users that will get in touch with us because they've heard about a product, you know, on social media or something like that because there's so much innovation happening in the industry. You know, the panels are getting smaller and more powerful in some cases, you know, um, 
higher output per sort of square meter type thing. Um, so it's really interesting to see how the technology is evolving, inverters, everything, they're just getting that little bit smarter, a little bit longer warranties, higher outputs on a smaller space. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting um, evolution of the products, I think is really, really interesting. That's fantastic. And maybe just a, a final word from you, Katie, as you're the, the marketing person in-house. How can people get in touch with Midsummer? Do you have a website? Do you have any events coming up? You know, anybody who's listening to this might, that was really, really interesting. I'd like to learn a bit more. What, where should they go? Absolutely. So we have our website. It's just www.midsummer.ie. Um, you can email us at sales at midsummer.ie. Um, for all our PV and EV installers out there, we're having a launch party for our new warehouse on May the 4th. Um, so for all you Star Wars fans, that should hopefully stick out in your head. And um, so, yeah, we're going to have a lot of suppliers here um, and uh, product displays, giveaways, freebies. It's going to be a really exciting day to launch our new warehouse for everybody to come and meet the products, meet the suppliers and meet Midsummer. Wow. Well, you certainly seemed like you were enjoying yourself there. That was a... Uh uh, Blake Boland that is um, most uh, kid in a candy shop as far, as far as I could hear from that you, you enjoyed yourself I think I did yeah it was just great great to, to get someone like that in a, in a room in front of you tie them to the chair and ask them questions and, and really just pick their brains about what solar panels were how they work as, as everybody just heard but also put a little, little bit you know some of the, the concerns that people will have about well look it's Ireland you know when we, you look out your window Where's it's just the clouds it's rain you know, solar panels are not going to work. And they, you know, carefully and diligently explain to us that actually they do. And Ireland is a good place for them. And I, I guess people will have to realise as well that there is an investment and it may take a little while before the investment starts to pay, you know, pay itself off. But in the long run, you really can make some savings. Yeah, especially with the way energy prices have gone in the last year or so. So look, while we're here, Blake, um, home insurance is something that people probably don't pay as much attention to as they should. We know that within the area that's a product that people just sort of come back by again and don't really pay much attention to. But uh, you've been looking at that for us this week. That's right. Yeah, I had a good chat earlier on with Anthony Strickland, who works in the company here. So he essentially owns the, the home insurance product. He's the, the go-to man here for us if we want to know uh, you know, questions about this. And he was explaining to me that it's very important that people do put this rather large investment in. You know, let's just say €10,000 for a good system, that you want to get that added to your home insurance policy because you don't want your home to be insured. And, and apparently people are doing that a lot. They're thinking, oh, I might just get a little bit of a cheaper policy or I'll forget to mention a couple of things, thinking I'll save myself a couple of quid every month you know but it's not worth it and Anthony was telling me explained to me that you could just you know call up your your insurance provider whoever you're with and get your solar panels added on because you know you might spend three four five thousand euros on the actual equipment but then there's a lot of money that the, that's going to be passed on to you in terms of mm -hmm. the cost for scaffolding for the electricians to hook it up and that cost of installation is, is significant so even if you know your home insurance isn't up for another nine or ten months don't wait just get on and talk to your insurance provider and let them know because you might be you might be increasing it by 10 15 thousand euros in terms of the cost of the system that you put in and it really is worth doing it's something that that anthony was was recommending strongly definitely food for thought and, and i think it's something that more and more people will be looking at over the next weeks and months and especially over the years to come because of these rising energy costs and as well with more people turning to evs and charging their cars at home because that does and i can vouch for that really can add a, a big lump to your energy bills.
That's right. And it's something we, we saw one of the products there, the, the Zappi charger. And it's something that people don't quite realize that you can just put free fuel into your car and it can be a significant amount. So I know we touched on it in the podcast there as people heard, but you could it's just you could almost drive for free just by topping up your car as you're sitting up, sitting at home, you know, and you got yourself a nighttime rate between two and four a.m. And you put another two or three euros electricity into it. And that's it. Like, for example, I know a, a guy I, I train with him and he says that about four or five months a year. He has zero because he's got a good solar system on his roof and an EV. So for about four or five months of the year, he has pretty much zero energy bills for home heating, hot water, cooking, lights and all of his driving. Wow, that's unbelievable. Let that sink in. If you do need home insurance, well, we can help you out. Go to the AA.ie and you will find uh, our best deals, our latest deals on home insurance. So well worth a look. And that's it from us this week on the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We can see the numbers growing all the time and that's given us a great little pat on the back. Really appreciate it. And we'll catch you on the next one.